with my name. You shall be Blackula. Welcome to Exploit It, the show where we talk about exploitation and cult films. I'm Alexis Jowski. I'm getting drunk in a dark room. Oh, good for you. Is James Coburn there? Yes, that's our guest, Mr. X. <laughs> I, uh, I, I'm alone, much like the girl in the movie. Uh, I'm Kevin Daly. And I am here because we are about to talk about Dracula, yes. Dracula's soul brother. A yeah. movie that I consider a great vampire film that just happens to have exploitation in it. Not an exploitation movie about a black Dracula. Yep, we're talking about Blackula, 1972, directed by William Crane. You shall pay, Black Prince. I press you with my name. You shall be... Blackula. Blackula. The Black Avenger. Rising from his tomb to fill the night with horror. Blackula. Dracula's soul brother. Deadlier even than he. You know, he is a strange dude. You're a nut that ran in front of my cab. You're the only imbecile on this street. Boy. Blackula. <laughs> Look at man, you find I mean, ah. you got to be around here somewhere. I mean, now listen, you, wait, you take your hands off of me. I don't know you. He thirsts for your blood. He hungers for your soul. Warm young bodies will feed his hunger. Hot, fresh blood will quench his awful thirst. Thank you. I'm Bloody Mary. Are you, um, into the occult? No! How about the, uh, heavy stuff? What do you think of vampires? Vampires? I think they're possibly the most fascinating ball. <laughs> than Dracula. The Black Avenger. Black Dracula. From American International Pictures. Also, the first black vampire in film. It's actually kind of funny, because the movie, like, the fact that he's black is only kind of relevant in the beginning. For the rest, it's... It's... It, well, given where he goes, <laughs> yeah, it's well, really not as important. But then again, Christopher Lee might have had a hard time. <laughs> right. It's more about what would happen to a, an ancient vampire who hadn't seen the light of day in 500 years. What would happen if they woke up in the middle of... <laughs> Combined with being black royalty and seeing the state of black America today. Yeah. So the director, William Crane, he was a graduate of UCLA's film school at the time when they had the L.A. Rebellion. Oh, also yeah. at a time when that mattered. Yeah, they had the Los Angeles School of Black Filmmakers, and they all wanted to make like new black cinema with personal and sociopolitical stories. And all they could get 
<laughs> William Crane didn't want any of that. He wanted to make genre shit. Which is cool uh, because I'm a big believer of during this period, not just black exploitation, exploitation in general. As long as you give that producer the exploitable elements that they can put in the trailer, they kind of left you alone in the rest of the movie. You could do whatever the fuck you wanted. Yeah, so he did Blackula, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde. Yeah, Dr. Black and Mr. Hyde's got a lot of the same themes as this one. Yeah, he directed a bunch of episodes of Mod Squad. And uh, SWAT too, right? Yeah. Uh, the film's produced by Samuel Z. Arkoff at American International Pictures. Of course, they were American International at this point. More like Samuel Z. Wienerhead. Well, I think the joke should be usually referencing, referencing their name. Sorry, I had to do a MST through K ref there. Oh, but Kevin, you remember when we talked about Arkoff back when we did Beach Party? Arkoff, Vaguely, and yeah. right? Weren't they AIP? Yeah. Yep. Well, Arkoff. Where, where we do the poster first? Yeah, Arkoff <laughs> perfected the art of exploitation back in the 50s. He really did. I mean,. He knew exactly how to exploit an audience to get his money's worth. Just He's like, we put these specific things in there, and boom, we got it. You have to market directly to the 19-year-old male. and Which is pretty much how marketing is done to this very day. Yeah. And they designed those movies specifically for the 19-year-old male because they were paced in a way where if you were driving, you might get lucky. Yeah, well, his theory that he, he put like it was called the Peter Pan method is what he called it is that young kid young boys will always see what an older boy watches but older boys will never watch what a younger boy watches uh girls will always watch what a boy watches but a boy will never watch what a girl watches therefore you have to market to the 19 year old male at the time it made sense i mean that's still what marketers do though they try to target what 18 to 25 year old Men? Oh, yeah, always the ones with the most disposable income until they discovered man-children existed, so they've now bumped that up to 35. Yeah. I, my, my opinion is that, that men never really grow up. We just kind of get older. They get old, and then they go, eh, what's, that, that, that feels like a lot of effort. I, I'm just going to put on the game. Yeah, pretty much. I, I do the same shit I did when I was 12. So oh, I do, too, but I know I'm an anomaly. So... <laughs> We get William Marshall playing Prince Mamawalde, Blackula. And of course, me and Jowski know that person. He's the king of cartoons. Not just that, he's Richard fucking Daystrom from the oh, original Star Trek. Yes, he they is. Named, they named an institute after him. He is. His voice is amazing. And when he first popped up, apparently he was known as the hot new Negro actor. I mean, that's how they said it. That's just how we did the news back then. Um, also, when I was going through his filmography, he was in a movie called Vasectomy, A Delicate Matter. I would hope so. And it was I, like, I would hope they're delicate with me. I don't, I, I don't want to see a Vasectomy Rough Trade edition. Yeah. Well, the movie, I like looked it up. It's about Paul Sorvino as a guy who, after the birth of his eighth child, considers getting a vasectomy. Fuck, oh, only I suddenly after the remember. I suddenly think I'm remembering the poster. I forgot that movie existed. Took him eight to consider it? Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, every sperm is sacred. Every <laughs> I, I sperm have, is great. I have, I have two, and I'm like, yeah, it might be about time. Oh, and of course, Jaski, uh, William Marshall was in a movie that legally I don't think you can get anymore. 
Which movie's that? Abby, the Black Exorcist. Oh, he, yeah. He's the fucking uh, Max von Sydow proxy. And the Black and Black Exorcist. <laughs> and I mean, it literally is that. I mean, they ripped it off wholesale. Yeah, he's a he's a great actor though. And I loved him as the King of Cartoons. Yes, he was great. I, I just love the fact that you know Pee Wee picked him because he's like, I got Blackula on my show. He did pass away in 2003 from complications arising from Alzheimer's and diabetes, though. I remember, actually, I remember that news hit me a little bit. I always liked him. Yeah. So before we get into the movie, uh, you can find more of our episodes at our website, exploitedpodcast.com. Make sure to subscribe to us on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to your podcast. Tell your friends, get the word out, give us a like, a rating, a... A vampire bat emoji or whatever. Teeth. Some little teeth, yeah. Teeth emojis. Yep. And you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast or on Twitter. <laughs> I mean, that place is becoming as dead as a, as a vampire. Yeah. I don't understand. Man, that shit always sucked. But you go on. At Podcast Exploit. You can also join our Exploited Discord. Link is on the website. Or contact us at exploitedpodcast at gmail.com. So Blackula starts in 1780 in Europe. And just assume Foley Wolf happens. Yeah, there's a Foley Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> and we get rain and thunder in Transylvania 1780. And we get Dracula. You better probably expecting based on the title. Yeah. yeah. We get Dracula entertaining guests from the Dark Continent. Back then, it was just what they said. It's true. Actually, that was a term used probably up until... Shit, I think Kipling was still using it, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely during the Victorian era, they were still using it. uh, Probably up until the mid mid of the the 20th century, 1950s, 60s. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. Not until about maybe the 40s or 50s was something like that considered offensive. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Prince- this was commonplace. Definitely, period would have been correct. The guests are Prince Mama Walde and his wife Luva, who, who she and they up. came and she came blinged up, didn't she? Oh, she is all decked out. And, and unfortunately, she—it's an old movie, but it, I have a new theory now. Never trust a septum ring. <laughs> but she's like Mama Walde is the crystallization of our people's pride to bring our ancient culture to the the global community. And I'm like, oh, so he's King T'Challa of Wakanda. (laughs) Yeah. And they really should have recast him, but let's move on. Yep. So Luva, you know, presents the request to to Dracula that they're they're looking to totally cease the slave trade, which would never have been an issue in Romania in 1780, by the way. They weren't part of the the transatlantic slave trade. How about them filthy Romanians, man? You're talking to the brothers right now, right? Yeah. <laughs> but Dracula's like, no, slavery's fine. Racism. Can I buy your wife? I mean, seriously, <laughs> think about Dracula. I know he's been romanticized, but in Stoker's original version, he's kind of a barely tamed beast. And that, in here, he's a dick. Dracula, he, well, Mama Walde's like, I find your cognac as distasteful as your manner. And Dracula's like, you're a jungle bunny. Yeah. And Jowski probably got mad at that moment because for one brief moment, Jowski thought of Rabbit Test. Ugh, ugh. 
So Dracula summons up all of his vampire women. They, he turns Mama Walde into a vampire, and it's like, you will forever hunger for human blood. You shall be- I curse you <laughs> with my name. You shall be known. And dig deep, actor, because you can't laugh. Dracula! <laughs> Which is the only time we hear that name. And then um, I just hear Adolf Caesar. Blackula. Dracula's soul brother. <laughs> and so he's going to give him, like, you will forever forget, have hunger for human blood. You're going to be locked up in this coffin, just hungry for all time. And Luva, you're just going to die down here. You'll be helpless and dying until the black flesh rots from your bones. Just had to twist the knife a little bit more there, Drax, huh? Yeah. And then we go from this dark opening to animated credits. Animated credits and, and Kevin, I think we realize pretty shortly we're probably not going to get a word in edgewise for a few moments. Why? <laughs> after, the cre- after the credits. <laughs> but you talk about the credits. You'll, you'll see where, I, where I'm leading. I know. There, well, we get the cartoon bat that goes around drinking up these red blob women. <laughs> it was the weirdest Kool-Aid ad I have ever seen. Yeah. Oh no. Even even with the vampire movie, you can't get rid of that funk funky soundtrack though. Yeah. They knew that was a requirement. Yes. You gotta at least trick the audience in. Eventually it doesn't the the music gets a lot darker. Yeah. I remember it's a it's a vampire movie. It's yeah, seriously, there's one movie. piece of music in the greatest part of the movie we'll talk about when we get to it, but uh yeah, I mean, they got to trick the audience. You know what they're doing right now? This is what you do with a distributor. Yep. You make sure that your first 10 minutes hit all the marks. The distributor says, fine, we'll take it. And they don't watch the rest of the movie. Yeah, then you can do whatever you want. Exactly. Like, like Larry Cohen. Like, <laughs> go from these credits to the two gayest antique dealers, this interracial couple, Bobby and I mean, Billy. even from Look. when this movie came out, this is way over the top. They're they're just business partners and really good. And I hate to say it, Jowski, I think I know why. Well, they're all like... No, no, Jowski, this is from my perspective. And my people's perspective, it was easier to just make fun of gay people than to acknowledge them. Because sometimes oppressed people have a bad habit of punching down. Yes, they do. But yeah, so they are totally swishy. They're like, oh, this belonged to Dracula, honey, please. Buddy Cole would have been like, bitch, could you tone it down? They're like, <laughs> Dracula is the creme de la creme of camp. And they buy they didn't. They didn't know that Argento was going to make a Dracula movie one day. Yeah, so they buy up all this stuff, including Blackula's coffin, and they, they ship him to their warehouse in L.A. You know what it reminded me of, Jasky? It's such a ridiculous thing to buy. It reminded me of Amityville 4, the one with the lamp. Yeah. Where the bitch buys the haunted lamp, and that's the only connection to the Amityville horror, so fuck you, we just used the title. They did four movies like that. They have one where somebody bought a haunted mirror from the house, and somebody bought a haunted clock from the house. <laughs> hey, hustle's gotta hustle. <laughs> yeah. But, like, so they, they get back, and they're, they're using lamps to get around, and... One of them's like, oh, if the fire department could see you now, you silly lamp queen. (laughs) (laughs) 
Which if the fire department could see them, they would pull out their hoses because they're overly flaming. They are. And they're like, let's use this coffin to replace the chintzy bed in our guest room. Oh, let's open the coffin and um Billy It would cut- be delicious. Yeah, Billy cuts himself on the arm real bad and God that- damn it, I had to actually move my fingers because of how over the top they were yeah. just to do that line. Um Blackula, he gets out of the coffin. He looks raggedy as hell. Yes, he does. Well, it's been a few few hundred years since he's eaten. Well, Blackula kind of has two modes in this movie. He's got his regular debonair, like Mama Walde mode. But when he goes into kill mode, he gets them sideburns. Yes, he does. <laughs> For some reason, he he likes mutton chops. Yeah, but when he's got to be smooth and debonair, he doesn't have them. But in, in, in feeding mode of demand. And I do love the fact that I bet you this motherfucker studied Christopher Lee. Yeah. Remember when Lee would go feral? I mean, he's intimidating. He is. Hey, he kills them both, like, brutally. And then he, he takes a moment to go, like, oh, the fuck did I do? I guess this is what I do now. And he picks up Yeah, the he's cape. like, well, I guess this is my life now. Yeah. I, he, I've inherited the cape. Yep, and he climbs back into the coffin laughing. And so lucky that only during this time frame could a motherfucker walk around in the hood with a cape and it not look out of place. Well, that in makes fact, it looks fashionable. Yeah. Well, we have Bobby's, like, viewing, not the funeral. You know, Bobby was the black boy, the, the gay one. and um, Right. The blink? It's not I was saving that I was saving that for you, by the way. Oh, I like that phrase. But it's not his family, it's like his sister and her friend and this dude. <laughs> the dude's important to the movie. <laughs> oh yeah, Dr. Tom. All three of these all three of these characters are important. To yeah, because the, the character the, the women are uh, Michelle, who is dating Dr. Thomas. Mm-hmm. And um Tina, who is played by the same actress that was playing Luva. Yeah, if I remember, was that Denise Richardson? No, it was Vanetta McGee. Vanetta McGee, yeah, I mix them up. I hate to say this, but uh, you may notice something, but a lot of the desirable, in terms of the script, actresses happen to pass the paper bag test. Denise Nicholas plays Michelle also in this. Denise Nicholas was the one I was also thinking of. Yeah. She was, uh, let's just say, beautiful yet Earthy and approachable. Yeah, and Dr. Thomas is played by... Toreen Black! Thalmas Rasulala. Oh, no, no, that's I mixed it up. Toreen Black was from Hill Street Blues. Thalmas Rasulala, the only reason I remember him is because when Richard Pryor did SNL, he insisted that Thalmas could be part of it, and he's the other exorcist in the infamous SNL exorcist sketch. Yes, he is. But anyway, so... They're looking at the body, and but for some reason Tina's wearing this like ridiculous outfit. Nobody ever comments on it. She's wearing like this purple hood. Seventies. Oh, that's what I'm going with. You could get away with anything in the seventies. I'm not kidding. You really could. And so, Doctor Thomas, he's like, "I am Doctor Thomas with the Scientific Investigation Division," and I'm like, "The Scientific Investigation Division of what?" The police? The government? <laughs> so it's called Sid? Yeah, Sid. Um, and he wants to investigate Bobby because, you know, 
he did die under suspicious circumstances. The mortician's like, oh yeah, all the flesh in his neck was torn out in one big chunk. I never seen a rat bite like that before. Also, I just realized something. The chick with the hood. Tina. What were those things called in Super Mario Brothers? Oh, you're talking those about little... like the, the wizard. Oh turtles? shit! I think they were. No, I think they were literally called hood guys. Yeah, probably. They didn't get really creative with their names. Also, I do think the only reason she had a hood was so you could get the reveal of oh, same actress, right? Yeah. Later on, Doctor Thomas is just like, yeah, I, I, there's no blood in his body. He's all rude. To the point where the the nutrition just says, that is the rudest ninja I've ever seen in my life. He's all super professional until he leaves. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, that black exploitation line came out of nowhere. Yeah. And also, they clearly didn't protect me. Yeah. And, and so Blackula gets out and he's running around chasing after Luva. Well, Tina, mm-hmm. he thinks is Luva. And, we really- and she has to show off her fucking 70s shoes. Oh, yeah. Those are glorious shoes, though. It's impressive that she can run in those, really. And it's weird. Hey, that- hey, back, hey, 70s in New York, you knew how to run. <laughs> and um, <laughs> even though, like, nearly 200 years have passed, Blackula, he doesn't really have a, a fish-out-of-water stuff. Only on a hood level, but I'm sure you noticed some of that. I mean, he does get hit by a cab driver. And then he said, well, that was different. Yeah, he's like, whoa, huh, huh? And this cab driver, this woman, gets out just shouting at him, like, what the hell, man, what you doing? Dumbin' man, you scared the hell out of me. Where did you come from? Are you all right? What the hell you run in front of my cab for? Can't you see, man? I lost her. Shit. You ain't hurt, man. But you lucky. Chase and tail could get you killed, you know. I lost him because of you. Imbecile. Imbecile? Who the hell you calling an imbecile? You the nut that ran in front of my cab. You the only imbecile on this street. Boy. Look at man, you'll find, I mean, she's got to be around here somewhere. I mean, uh, you know, I bet you she's worried right now and looking for you. So why don't you just bag off of me and go get her? I, I bet she's worried to death about you. So I, I bet she's called every hospital around. Now listen, you, you take your hands off of me. I don't know you. Also, can I just mention that the Luvachek, this is something I probably only I would notice. That is a damn fine sculpted afro. Yeah, only you would notice that. <laughs> See? <laughs> I'm not I'm not an expert on, on afro. <laughs> Y'all ain't never had afro sheen in your house in your life. <laughs> yeah, so he kills the, the cab driver, whose name we learn later on is Juanita. But uh, Tina makes it home, trying to defend herself with a big-ass butcher knife when uh, Michelle comes in. By the way, did the cab driver feel like a time-displaced Kim Wayans? Yes. I mean, she's she's abnormally sassy. Yeah. <laughs> and I almost kind of felt like, well, bitch, you kind of brought this on yourself. <laughs> you really could have extricated yourself from the situation. Um, How so, you gonna fuck up my cab? Yeah, and then the Michelle shows up to comfort Tina. And she's like, well, damn maniacs running the streets. I'm like, well, this was that high crime 70s that Death Witch is about. So yeah, bad. that's right. 
people forget, man, those movies weren't as exaggerated as you might think they are. 70s in New York. There's a great documentary called NY77 that shows you it was kind of a hellhole. I think I visited New York in like 78, and yeah. And yeah, that's where my joke of, well, it's New York, so clearly it smells of urine came from. Because everything smelled like urine. Even when I was in, gasp, the World Trade Center. Blackula returns back to his coffin, and he's like, oh, that poor woman forgot her purse. I have her purse. I love that part where he's like, must still be a gentleman, even in these savage times. Yeah, <laughs> ironic that it, that I bet you in his head he considers seventies Harlem <laughs> more savage than when he was an African prince. So back at Doctor Thomas's work in the police department, they get the they get Juanita's body, and we get Sam, the white racist ass coroner. And you know who that is? <laughs> He's the white devil. No, who He's is he? Elijah Cook Jr. Ah, aka. Have you ever seen the Maltese Falcon? Do you remember when Geetus kept using a term called Gunzel? I don't remember. Which was the term, which was their coded term for Paul Feig. Oh. For back then. He's the one that, uh, remember when Bogart says, he's the, the, the kid. He always refers to him as the kid. He's the one that always gets hyper and pissed off at uh, Sam Spade. Yeah. That's the same fucking actor. That's Elijah Cook Jr. Oh. Yeah, he's... And the, a little bit, li- and a little bit later, that music part I was talking about—he's a factor in, and a part that gave kids in the hood nightmares for years. He's also in Shane. Oh yeah. Oh wait. You know what else you've known from House on Hunted Hill? Yes. He's done a lot of movies. Jesus. Oh yeah. He was a. Uh, he was old school Hollywood. Yeah. Um. But anyway, he's like, oh, there's this woman. She was a, a cab driver. You know, fine job for a woman. She was probably, like, doing something else. And I'm like, that's typical racism. Not understanding the socionomic differences with race and why some people take on certain jobs just because they need the fucking money and can't get hired anywhere else. And then I remind Jasky, this was the 70s. Yeah. Well, this guy's just an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to realize... You had to deal with that back then. You didn't get the mute and block. Yeah. You had to deal with it. It like, kind of forged your fire as a person. Yeah, like, oh, no normal woman would drive a cab. She must have been a hoe. <laughs> now, yeah. you can, get, you know you can get revenge on him. Just call him Hooky. Yeah. Because you didn't mention he has a hook hand. Yeah, I didn't even it notice never, it. Until and it never later. comes up. It's I just know, it there. doesn't come up till it's there. And you know what I think? I need to bring something to this character. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was an actor decision. But so he sees the bite marks on her and he's like, mm, I have an idea. Let me go talk to the lieutenant. And um, he's like, I need the reports on Billy and Bobby, which are apparently lost. And Dr. Thomas brings up the strange how all the sloppy police jobs involve black victims. Yeah, how about that? Yeah. yeah. And then, uh, so that's how you slip that shit in there back in the day. I mean, shit, isn't that what we talked about when we tweet riffed uh, Black Caesar? Yeah. Also, also the gay victims. Yes, just minorities in general. Well, um, the the even even though we did, uh, you know, kind of exploit them a little bit in a not nice way. Yeah, Yeah, well, the lieutenant's like, oh, oh, is it organized? Uh, Is there a pan? There's been a lot of panther activity lately. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Just picture me pulling out my Afro pick. Yeah. (laughs) But of course, Dr. Thomas is like, 
two faggot interior decorators and a lady cab driver. You have to remember who this was marketed to. Yeah. I was like, no, that word. But yeah. It was and and now keep in mind, my uncle loved this kind of shit too. And he was gay. Yeah. He just realized it was like when you just saw open black racism in certain movies, you just had to shrug and go, well, we ain't the ones making the movies, are we? Yeah. Um, but also he's making a point that like, this definitely ain't the Black Panthers. Right. Yeah, the Black Panthers actually were pretty open to them. But they were dirty, filthy commies. He's going to d- autopsy Bobby, so he calls the mortician. He's like, send me the body over. The mortician's so was like... Da- back to Maltese Falcon, so was Dashiell Hammett. Yeah, Dashiell Hammett was gay. <laughs> well, he's a filthy commie, is what he was. <laughs> I say that facetiously. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But anyway, so well, well, I'm sorry you did mention it, Kevin. So I'm going to need you to come to these hearings pretty soon. Yeah, um, you better get a really good lawyer, because um, I have no shame. So was so was Oppenheimer. He was also. Uh, <laughs> what do they call them? Fellow travelers or something? Business yeah, fellow partners. travelers. <laughs> yeah. anyway. People who sympathize with the communist cause, even if they're not full-on members of the communist party. So anyway, they're, he's going to autopsy Bobby's body, calls up the mortician. It's like, get me the body. Mortician's like, well, the family's kind of having a funeral right now. And um, they also realize that Bobby just fucked off out of there anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, we get a musical number. Yes, yeah, uh, yeah. Rhapsody, Rhapsody in Blue. Yeah. <laughs> a full-on like music video worth of music here. And if you uh, were talking about William Marshall's uh, Mutton Chops, did you see that motherfucker on the right? Oh, yeah. This is the band that did Don't Rock the Boat a few years after this. You know what I heard in my head, though, when they started dancing? Do you remember the episode of Buck Rogers called Space Rockers? It's the Hughes Corporation. And the reason I only bring that up is because you probably do know that music, not from Buck Rogers, but from, if you did, the dancing sequence in GTA San Andreas. Oh, yeah. I remember. But yeah, the Hughes Corporation, if I recall, they, were, they, they had a couple hits, didn't they? Yeah. Kevin mentioned one. Yeah, Don't Rock the Boat was their biggest hit. It was two years after. Don't Rock the thing. Boat Over, Rock the Boat, Don't Tip the Boat Over. That one, right? So I'd like to know where you got the notion. Said I'd like to know where you got the notion. Rock the Boat. Don't Rock the Boat. Yeah, I think these songs that are in this movie were hits for them at this time, though. Yeah, because oh, and if you see the trailer for this movie, you realize, oh boy, they're playing the exploitation game right. We got just enough shit. We can cut. You got motherfuckers fighting and exploding. You got blood. You got disco uh, funky moments. You got chicks wearing uh, really hot shoes and that really short skirt. You got all the elements you need to sell this thing without warning them. But no, it's really a vampire movie. It's like straight up like a vampire movie. So um, after their musical number, that's when Blackula comes into the club to return Tina's purse to her. And he's very debonair, friendly. And I bet he's wondering, why is this uh, stone fireplace behind me made out of plastic? Yeah. They're ordering champagne. And there's like this hesitation before they order offer him champagne. 
And I, I'm like anticipating the, uh, the the Dracula reference of I never drink wine. Yeah, but he's like, he oh, he do. <laughs> no, he's yeah. like, yeah, no, no, shit, you pan. Yeah, he's like, this- bring on the champagne. I love this shit. This vampire does drink wine. Yeah. And then, of course, my favorite character shows up at this point. Skillet? Old boy with the glasses. Man, he is one strange dude. Yeah, that character's name is Skillet. So we have two movies in a row with people named Skillet. You're writing the the you're you're riding the geek juice wave, Jasky. Sometimes that shit just happens. Yeah, different actor though. (laughs) But he's like, yeah, yeah. I don't have to worry about seeing his polyester encrusted. I mean, (laughs) encased balls. He just sits down at their table, makes himself at home, and he's like, "What you drinking? Ooh, (laughs) French champagne." Like that shit cost that shit costs extra, dog. Well, of course it's French champagne. It's only called champagne if it's from the Champagne region of France. It's, Otherwise, it's, it's just sparkling wine. Jowski, check your privilege. Nineteen seventies Harlem. <laughs> yeah, these people were probably drinking that that fucking. Let's say some. A lot of those people had a problem with the SAT when it would say "cup is the saucer, as the blank is the blank." We're like, what the fuck is a saucer? We're drinking that Paul Masson shit. We were drinking champagne, and I had to explain that one to you too. Yes, but um, Doctor Thomas gets called away because they're like Bobby's body's disappeared, and then Blackula's like, "Oh, please forgive me. I must depart now." Because now I have a thrall. Yeah, and there's a woman going around with flash photography. Taking pictures of yeah, and 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 Blackula has that one little moment where you can see he's kind of like Ugh. yeah, oh, I don't like your lights. Because remember, at this point, he wouldn't have a comprehension of what photography is. And while well, he's given, you know, Tina a hug, and this cocktail waitress is like, "I'm gonna go develop these pictures now," and in, in in the in the sexiest way possible, even though I'm all alone. Yeah, well, apparently she lives right next door to the club. And she's drinking Coors, by the way. I noticed that. Because yeah, at the time, Coors couldn't cross the county line. That's how we got Smokey and the Bandit. And so she goes on into her uh, dark room wearing just her fucking cocktail waitress. That part I didn't mind. <laughs> it's like a <laughs> leotard. For some reason, just I'm going to get shit-faced on Coors while I'm developing some photos. Wear my underwear, drink beer, and make photos. Hey, that bitch knows how to have a fun Friday night. Yeah, yeah do do you, lady? And uh, she she realized. I didn't like the lighting that, though. It was proto creep show. Yep, she doesn't realize that uh, Blackula. Well, no, she does realize that Blackula doesn't appear in the pictures. Yeah, although I've always had an issue with the clothes part, but that's refrigerator. Yeah, part. I brought that up on Discord, like. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, why don't the clothes show up? The clothes aren't vampire; they're just clothes. Or are they? <laughs> oh the God, has he been running around naked like uh, Matt Smith in that beginning of uh, what was it, a uh, Night of the Doctor? Yeah, but you know he's wearing a. Well, fortunately, he's black. Draw your own conclusions there. Apparently, he's wearing undead cotton, undead yeah. polyester. The, the, the feel of undead cotton. 
That's the fabric of your unlife. The fabric of your of your living dead or undead, like Landis used to do in his, at the end of his credits. Yeah. So uh, Blackula comes in in a fog, kills her, and takes the picture away. And if I recall, is he on a dolly? Yeah. <laughs> his oh, motion feels unnatural. He is. He just like flies on in there. That's good. I mean, he's a vampire. It should feel unnatural, right? Takes the picture. I mean, away, wasn't but... that the whole point of all the little tricks in Bram Stoker's Dracula? Yeah, yeah. Take takes the picture away, but not the negative. You wouldn't know. Amateur. And, and this girl's apparently she she not dead all the way because she just walks out still wearing. Now, a let me guarantee underwear. you. Let me guarantee you. If he had been of that time period, yeah, he would have took the negatives. Yeah, can't trust can't trust Whitey. So, um, she's st- stumbling and knows vampire thrall and this cop is showing up to deliver the the autopsy reports to dr thomas but sees this woman just wandering around in her underwear and is like ma'am are you okay well it was the 70s jasky that was an actual one in five chance of you stumbling across back then yeah so then later we get dr thomas and the lieutenant talking about the missing report and how before you go forward just real quick jasky one little thing kudos to the makeup artist because you have to understand making black people look like vampires and pale oh yeah you is a very is a very different skill <laughs> than doing that for pink people yeah they always look really gray if i recall they do kind of a similar thing in the zombies of sugar hill yeah you gotta you guys got a darker undercoat really with the paint you gotta, gotta yeah yeah up. we need that you Layers. know we need you know, when we turn into zombies, we need that true coat. I didn't want yeah. the true coat. Well, you really need that true coat. <laughs> it's the thing. It's like when you're painting miniatures like I do, you don't start with a black base. If you're putting the lighter tech color on top of it, you got to start with the... <laughs> I mean, you unless you're trying to... use the white primer. Unless you're, you know, homaging Batman the Animated Series. Then you got to start with the black primer. Yeah. Right. That's so true. So uh, the lieutenant says, who the hell would want a dead faggot? And I'm like, stop using that word. It hurts me. And you really need to let it stop that. Yeah. So they're got. He's like, well, let me exhume Billy for an autopsy. Tends like, oh hell no. Oh no, really, Jowski? Don't give your enemies weapons. I know. Also, uh, I forgot about the part when old girl shows up. Why does she look like sexy Chekhov? Because seventies. That there, nailed it. Yeah. Seventies. Yeah, so Dr. Thomas... Goes, that's, the answer to all, that's the answer to all these questions. 70s. Yeah. At 70s, it really is. Yeah, Thomas goes it to Michelle. A, it was a magical time, but, you know, dangerous, and I don't remember much of it. And, uh, frankly, some of the worst fashion in the history of mankind was created then. Um, but, yeah, Thomas tells Michelle, it's like, well, hey, honey, tonight we're going grave robbing. And she's like, okay. Hey, we have people that pay for escape rooms and shit now. Yeah. He, she was getting this shit for free. Blackula shows up to talk to Tina. You know, couldn't wait to see her at the club again. And she's like, is it about your wife? You are my wife. Creep back to Goodbye, city life. And so he gives his backstory. He's like, well, we're from the Abani tribe of the Northeast Niger Delta. And oh, by the way, I'm a vampire. <laughs> 
<laughs> casually drops that in. Yeah, just I Dracula turned me undead two hundred years ago. He killed my wife, and so now I, I drink people's blood. And you're gonna come with me. Hey, some people believe there's some value in cutting to the chase. Yeah, I'll give him credit for his honesty. And then she's like, "Well, let's go have sex first. Which they do. We don't see it though. Of course not. Because we see them go to the bedroom." And then we get this stuff with the Actually, bond. Was this PG? Yes, it was PG. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Even though they could have got away with titties back then, they probably figured because it was a black movie, that would have gotten them an instant R rating, so they danced around it. Yeah. And so they, they're digging up the grave, and Billy's alive and flies out of that coffin like fucking Salem's lot. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought of. Yeah. And Dr. Thomas takes him to the heart, and Michelle's like, oh my god, what are you doing? You're killing this dude! Doc's ready. He's got steak. He's ready to roll. And then he's like, oh shit, that cab driver, she's probably vampiring out now, too! We gotta go check dude's on the, the- Dude's the black point, Van Helsing. Yeah. And at this point, she has to be going, well, you know, uh, I never really accepted that engagement ring. Yeah. yeah. So, um, He's trying to get a hold of the coroner to like, hey, we're we're gonna, I'm gonna stake that cab driver through the heart now. Get her ready for get, me. And we're getting ready for the part I've been hinting at all night. Well, also, he's got a hook for a hand. Is when I noticed that. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is he? Has he always had this hook the whole movie? He's an asshole, but he's a giga chat. If you can do his fucking coroner. Yeah, job. exactly. I want to see that motherfucker wield a scalpel. Yeah. Uh, but he's on the phone. You know, I'm picturing him going, oops. Uh, <laughs> oops. Uh, oh, shit. Oops. Like, all day. But, you know, he's their diversity hire. They can't get rid of him. That's right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> ADA. <laughs> but we get her just running right out of that room. Crazy hair kills the shit out of Sam. That sequence is classic. I didn't Bravo include that in one of the hundred scariest oh, moments. Her hair is insane. She's so freaky looking. She almost looks like a Medusa. Ah, and that's what she. Uh, apparently, you can keep uh, someone from turning into a vampire if you keep them on ice, though. Yeah, you can. <laughs> it, it that's was that's what happened. Thought out, right? But that's when Black Van Helsing shows up, waving across around. And the sun rises and kills. Well, you know, maybe you should tell your thralls the rules. Yeah. Then I mean, that might just a little help. Then we're at the club again for another musical number. A little more mellow this time. Well, you know, sometimes you got to be Barry White and I don't want to see no pennies. He's hanging out with Thomas, Michelle, Skillet is there. Tina, of course. And, you know, the waitress. By the way, every time you've said Tina, I've been pretending you've been saying it like Freddy Krueger, like when you kept saying Hauzu in that one video. Hauzu. But, yeah, Blackula orders a Bloody Mary, of course. First, you, I mean, you got to do that joke. I mean, it's it's the 70s. I mean, at the time, it was almost borderline clever. And um, Thomas starts asking about the occult, like, do you believe in vampires and stuff? And Blackula has the greatest line here about, like, well, the fact that people don't believe in vampires would be the vampire's greatest defense. Oh, that sounds familiar to something else I've heard in a, in a movie. Uh, the devil's greatest trick was convincing the world he didn't exist? Nah, nah, I'm pretty sure I was thinking of something from Scary Movie. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, of course, that movie. <laughs> I just had to subvert your joke. You've been fucking with me lately, Jowski. <laughs> <laughs> so after Bacula leaves, he's like, I gotta go do some vampire shit. Catch you later. Well, that's not what he says, but that's when everyone's like, oh, by the way, Nancy the cocktail waitress never came back. What's up with that? <laughs> so Thomas... I just got to slip this in here real quick, Jowski. For the one or possibly two black people to listen to your show, our Van Helsing could have easily been a member of the Whispers. Yes. I don't get that. Right, I, you will if you ever look them up. Okay. Let's just say they all had uh, aggressive mustaches. Oh, yeah. He's got an aggressive mustache. He does have an aggressive mustache. So he goes right next door to that, that girl's dark room. And finds the negative and immediately, aha, Mama Walday's my vampire. Then he gets distracted because apparently she was also taking pictures of herself and you already see how she develops her photos. Oh, yeah. yeah. So Blackula realizes he's, he's, he's on the run. He's like, Tina, we got to we gotta come leave now. You're, you're going to be my, my wife. And the cops come in and they shoot him, but he's immune to bullets and he, he, he bats out of there. Yeah. Batty, 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 Wings, don't fail me now. Yeah. I hope you got that, Jaska. Yeah, and so they're telling Tina, like, um, okay, your boyfriend's a vampire. And she's like, I knew that. Yeah, he killed a bunch of people. Oh, I don't like that. Also, <laughs> I forgot to mention that Skillet's teeth reminded me of Chicklets. <laughs> does have some, some unique teeth. The cops are trailing Bobby, the thrall, who they... Yes. Who, he's out doing cruising right now. He's picking up dudes at a club to come with him. <laughs> Oh man, did you did you see that posture? Oh yes. That body language says you don't even have to ask. <laughs> yeah, and then uh they, they follow them into this warehouse and the cops show up and apparently Bobby's grinder hookup is dead now. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm glad I only know about grinder because of you. Yep. And a bunch of vampires just crash into there and kill yep. all the they kill a bunch of the cops. So many masquerade violations. The Camarillo would be so upset. Yeah. However, they were 70s white caps, so my sympathy level is maybe a little different than yours. Every victim is a thrall. <laughs> I mean, one of one of the uh, one of the the cops got turned into a vampire by uh, the the cocktail waitress earlier. Yeah. It's a future uh, Copula movie coming out <laughs> coming soon to a theater. These thralls ain't that tough. They just, you, they, you can burn them. They just start throwing all these fucking lamps at them like Molotovs. Motherfuckers are like, uh, in this, at the same time this movie came out in the 70s, those onesies that you gave kids, apparently we had differences between the word flammable and inflammable. Yeah. But it was kind of a, it was kind of a big deal back then. A lot of, a lot of kids, let's just say meat dripping off the bone. Yep. Covered in covered in sauce. Blackula comes out to see the remaining. Oh, my baby, back, baby, back. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> comes out to see the detective and Thomas. And Black, it's like, oh, hey, were you looking for me? I don't live here anymore. Bye. And he just bats out of there. Yeah. I already I moved to my coffin. That, I appreciate during that uh, warehouse sequence, they at least had a few real crates mixed in with all the empty cardboard boxes. Yeah. And they actually had stuntmen on fire? Yeah, that one motherfucker that bounces up against the panel and you see that big explosion? Yeah. I should respect that kind of shit. 
So Michelle, you know, just loves the full body burn. Yeah, Michelle and Thomas are trying to talk to Tina. Like, hey, your 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 new boyfriend's totally toxic, but well, that doesn't matter. Just, she does not care, and I distinctly remember a moment where she's laying in bed, and I was wondering where this was going. Yeah, and so he's summoning her to him, and it's going good until somebody out on the the balcony, like on the fire escape, screams, "Holy shit, a giant bat!" <laughs> Maybe I want to avoid the uh, giant bat travel. Yeah, I'm shocked that you didn't mention um, her scarf with your love of female fashion in the oh, 70s. Oh, I didn't really notice the scarf. Oh, it's a big, long, silky purple scarf. Oh, yes. Now I recall. And if I recall, I think she's on a dolly, too, when she shows up to him. Yeah. Well, no, she walks. They, they, they go. No, to- no, no. Literally, I'm pretty sure that. If you watch it, she's it's like a Spike Lee walking shot back when Ernest Dickerson was his director of photography. Yeah, but they uh they go to a chemical plant. That's where he's living now, is in an underground chemical plant. And we have our climax as he's hunting down the cops. And it's an exploitation movie. Yeah. There's... How much you wanna bet they knew somebody that could get them access to this location? Oh, this is a great location for it. And you know what? No music. Yeah. Action heavy suspense, no music. And then, gotta carry, the performances got to carry it. And then a cop confronts Tina and Blackula, and he's like, hey, stop. And he shoots Tina in the fucking back. Like like Professor X? Yeah. It's just, uh, she's just, it's just another black woman to that cop, so fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's why my note here says ACAB. Yeah, and, and Blackula just wrecks him, and I felt no sympathy for that. Also, it should be uh, MCAB. <laughs> Why? I've I've known decent cops. I've gotten high with oh. decent cops. Most cops are bastards. I yeah. You know, well, you know, I got this thing about absolutes. <laughs> some some hack taught me about that a couple of years ago. That only a Sith speaks in absolutes. Yeah, the one of the few things I think is worth <laughs> the the prequels existing. Yeah. So he saves her life by turning her into a vampire. So not really saving her life. And well, expect. Let's just call it, she got the extended warranty. Yeah. Well, he has to thrall her. Which he was probably going to do anyway. But you have to admit, in this part, when he goes up against the Cavs, Marshall is a beast. Oh, he is. Because he's just, he's like, you and your friends are dead. Not one man can escape my vengeance. Dr. Thomas! Dr. Thomas! You and your dear friends are dead! Not one man shall escape my vengeance. Not one man shall leave here alive. Search out every shadow, every corner. This will be your inglorious tomb. Your tomb. Your tomb. Your tomb. And in this movie, and in uh, Doctor Black and Mister Hyde, they couldn't afford stuntmen for the main characters, so they have to do their own stunts. And when you see him tossing people around, just like Bernie Casey had to do, shit, Bernie Casey had to climb up on that damn tower in that movie. Hey, Bernie Casey was in last week's movie in Mouth of Madness. It's true. Yeah, he was. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, Blackula, he's full on sideburns kill mode and just fucking up all these motherfuckers, tossing people over railings. That's where we get the. Uh, the electric panic. Yes, one. that's a great shot, and then they oh. made sure to put that motherfucker in the trailer. Yeah, and then um, you know they, Doctor Thomas and the lieutenant, they they have to kill Tina. That's inevitable. Yeah, yeah. 
And Michelle's very upset, like, no, my sister! And so Blackula comes up. S- and- yeah, bitch, your sister is a vampire coming soon to BET. Yeah. <laughs> Blackula comes in, he's like, oh, well, she was my only reason for living. I, I guess that's it for me. And he decides to just commit suicide. Unfortunately, he didn't realize how much money he was going to make. Yeah, he just walks right out into the sun and melts. But, you know, even the Hammer movies ha- always had those ham-fists that look over theirs just to bring Christopher Lee back. Yeah, because there is a sequel, Scream, Blackula, Scream. Yep. Well, Co-starring um, Brown Chicken, Brown Cow, Pam Grier. Ooh. Now we really do need to see that one. But, yeah. Blackula? And, you know, Pam Grier, the one who goes, I've been, t- I've been to the actor's studio. I don't give a fuck what movie I'm in. Blackula's a great movie. I liked it. It really is. It, it's a perfect example of what we love about exploitation cinema. As long as you give that producer what they need, you can do almost anything you fucking want. Larry Cohen made a whole career out of that shit. Yeah. Kevin, think of the stuff. The stuff is a, a flat-out satire, but you can advertise it like a horror movie. Oh, yeah. We did the stuff. Yeah, I love the stuff. The movie's great. Yeah. Well, too much is never enough. That's right. Okay, enough stuff. Uh, no, I love this. I like this movie a lot. I like that it was basically just a straight sequel to the Dracula novel. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Or, or you know what? If, if it was a DC comic in the nineties, it would be an Elseworlds. Yeah, well, they do reference what happened to Dracula with the gay. Yeah, he's like he was killed. Him. Yeah, he was killed by Van Helsing. I'm like, okay, oh, well, so. It. so it's like a Nicholas Meyer. Fuck it, you get to keep writing Sherlock Holmes situation. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is straight. It's a little safe, but you, you pointed out correctly that the lack of nudity or heavy violence was probably just to keep it from getting. Yeah, because uh, we were scrutinized far. a little bit more back then. Just but, a yeah. little bit. It was. It was. <laughs> I mean, we all hate the MPA, and they were. Yeah, they in suck. Full power back then. Yeah, they suck. Yep. They yep. still. They're still so inconsistent. Constantly. We're, what kind of money talks bullshit? Watch the marathon. So, what kind of coffee do you put this with? It's a black coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's black coffee. <laughs> um, no, this is excellent. This is excellent. Finely seasoned, very pleasant. Uh, surprising though, because you expected something a little different, and yeah. you got something very refined. Something that a lot of the black exploitation movies are now. Don't get it twisted. There's a shitload of them that suck. Oh yeah. But the prime elements, the ones where they were like, wait, we can actually knew Hollywood was going on at the same time. They were being infected by that just like everybody else. Well, yeah. And they were like, wait, we can actually talk about some sneaky shit as long as we throw some titties and violence in there. But this is what started the uh, black horror. Yeah, Blackenstein, Dr. Black, Mr. White. Sugar I mean, Hill. Zombies of Sugar Hill. So there's a list here on Wikipedia of them, and it lists all the ones you Sugar Hill, Ganja, and Hess. Oh, well, actually, that one's something different. Yeah, but it lists... Just just trust me on that one. But then it lists Black Devil Doll from Hell. No! (laughs) No, and also fuck Tales from the Quad Dead Zone. Look, you know what? When I look at Chester Novel Turner, remember in that Simpsons when they had Fred Willard... And George Carlin and Homer's grabbing them, and, and George Carlin says, This man does not represent us. 
But what, that's my relationship with Chester Novel Turner. His movies suck. What I love is it lists Black Devil Doll from Hell, and the entire description says a Christian woman has sex with a puppet. What else do you really need to know? Yeah, that's that's. A I scene. mean, you, you're gonna you're gonna decide if you're watching that movie based on that description right there. Don't watch that movie. Nobody. Yeah, don't. It sucks. And then, and the sequel is even worse. They even include a cum joke that's really yeah. bad. So. Oh, I was going to mention that my coffee would be uh, Jamaican Blue Mountain. If you ever saw um, Denzel Washington and Robert Townsend in a little movie called The Mighty Quinn. Oh, no, I haven't. But yeah. Oh, you should do that on your show, especially if both of you haven't seen it. What it's a fucking Hitchcockian thriller set in Jamaica. What's okay. it? I mean, yeah, no, but not Jamaica in the Bahamas. That sounds great. Uh, with Denzel Washington basically playing the sheriff. Wait, what was it again? Uh, the Mighty Quinn and M. Emmett Walsh shows up. Ooh, yeah. Oh, oh, wait, who else shows up? Esther Roll. Oh, add it to the list. Uh, it's added. oh yeah, Cheryl. Oh wait, sorry, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Oh, it's added to the list. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, that's the kind of coffee this is. This was one of the greatest ways to taught people like me that were into the into the genres. Finally, you got some validation that some black people got it too, because you really didn't have movies like this till this. Yeah. So yeah, that's a uh, Blackula. Anything else on it? Yo, eventually, you guys do need to see Scream Back on the Scream. It's it's a different kind of movie, but Pam sparring with William Marshall is worth the price of admission. Oh, yeah. Well, anything with Pam Greer. Maybe you could put it into a Pam Greer week at some point. I'm sure we can... Uh, oh, yeah, we'll find more. Come back around to that. I mean, you're going to I mean, you're gonna have to twist Jowski's arm to do uh, Filipino movies where Pam Greer is, is either a gladiator or in prison and her tits are hanging out. Oh, we've seen one of those already. We've, two of those. Yes, we've done <laughs> two of the Filipino women in prison movies so far. And, of course, Victor Diaz pops up as either... Comic relief or gay comic relief? Oh, he's comic relief in Big Dollhouse. He's super gay in Big Birdcage. I just wish that the audience could see that gift that we've had to look at the whole time we've been uh, talking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that gift. I gotta go look at it again. <laughs> booty, 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 booty. Go away, kid. You bother me. So anyway. The I'll be trying to oh, wait, oh, wait. Joski, Joski didn't hear that. Joski was in the bathroom. Uh, I'll be trying to set we, up a we were track. trying to figure out how this happened, and I said, well, maybe the kid's narcoleptic? Yeah. But anyway, that's Blackula. So next week, we're doing um, Christmas. we got Silent Night, <laughs> Deadly Night 3. I instantly see that fucking VHS case the minute you said it, with the, her face and like an uh, axe or a knife or something. Yeah. And the, and the words, God damn it. I was running a fucking blockbuster when that came up. Yeah, and then we're watching a movie that Kevin will now know exists. <laughs> so well, until then... Kevin, I hate to break it to you, but that kind of sounds like a threat. That is a threat, and that's probably a movie I did not want to know it exists, so we'll and I'm probably going to have to pretending it doesn't. <laughs> Good night. Good night. <laughs>